Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Are on the air, Jordan singing the theme song. You call that singing? Is well, oh, it's horns. It's he's you know he's it's making, hard to sing a horn sound. He's making sound effects, <laughs> you know. Guys, this is episode two hundred and eighty-one of Smoke Night Live. Jeez, Jordan, nineteen episodes until we hit the three hundred mark. What we don't even do? We what know we, what we're doing? What are we gonna do? Something fun. Let's do what we're gonna do. We're gonna party. Uh, anyways, we're this is a fun show. I'm sitting here next to Emmett Malone from Blind Men's Puff. Emmett, how are you? Super. Thank Super. you. Super. You know, things been going good. You haven't been over to the studio in a little while. Yeah, things have been crazy. All the the kids being home from school intermittently and just a so crazy, many twins. Crazy time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When you have. You know, 45 kids. I know, it's so many. It's difficult to do. Uh, obviously, uh, producer Wonder Kid uh, Jordan at the helm. I'm, Jordan. Fun, I'm Wonder Kid. How are you doing? And oh, then uh, we got a great studio audience tonight. Uh, Tyler Jeffries in the studio. That's frozen, but. Matt's in there. <laughs> Quinn's in there. Scott Bray Band of Trinity Cigar Company. The greatest mobile lounge uh, west of the Mississippi. Could be east of the Mississippi. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know too much about the mobile lounges on the other side of the Mississippi. I don't even know where the Mississippi is. I, it's a big river. It's, <laughs> it's what I'm, 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 it's my understanding is it's a big river. It sounds right. And uh, it played a, a large part in the role of this country, Emmett. Okay. So give it some respect. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and on the horn, we have our good buddy, William Coop. Coop. Cooper. Cooper. Coop. How Loop. are you tonight? Greetings, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on tonight. I'm very, very pumped to do the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Coop, this is – we get a ton of uh, feedback on this First Impressions show. So we couldn't be more happy that you're joining us tonight. And uh, how, how are things in Coopland? Um, they, they are very, very good. Um, I, I, I can't complain. In fact – uh, I'm not ready to say where I am, but, but, you know, a year ago, Eric, you and I came back from Nicaragua. Yes. From Nick Perdomo, right? And I have been in the bubble for a year. I really haven't made many trips. I, I did take up two day trips. Um, I actually, this is the first time I've ventured far and beyond. So um, it, it's good to get out. Uh, it was well needed. Um, just little things like driving at night took an adjustment. Right. So, so you're in an undisclosed location right now? Is that what you're telling me? I, I am I'm in an undisclosed location. Wow, yes. okay. I'll, I'm, I'm going to disclose it next week. It's not... I, I want to just keep it private for now. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, even your background is blurred out there. Like, it's, yeah, it's top, top secret. Well, well it, it's a hotel room, which... which <laughs> if you try broadcasting from hotel rooms, it, it stinks. I actually couldn't get the, the virtual background working on my show last night. So it was like a really crappy background I had for Juan Martinez, unfortunately. Well, it's tough when you have you know a really popular OnlyFans account like you do to, <laughs> to be there. Where, it is wherever right, you are. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, making his first appearance on the show, one of the absolute nicest guys you'll ever meet in the entire cigar industry. None other than Bob Finley, Bob the Cigar Guy. Bob, welcome to Smoke Night Live. 
What's up, everybody? I am excited to be here. I probably shouldn't be here because these guys are superstars, and, and they just they just let me slide on in. So I'm going to slide. Security calls me out. <laughs> no. No, we're, we're, we're honored that you're here, brother. Absolutely. We're going to jump right into the show because of the nature of the show. Mm. So let me give everybody a quick, um, just a quick uh, primer on how this particular show works, Emmett. Um, this is the fourth edition yeah. of First Impressions. So we kind of feel like... I don't, know if, I don't know if I believe that number. It is. It's, it's got to be... This is my second. It's got to so be fifth or sixth. At least it's, it's the fourth. Two. And, and mm-hmm. jo- Jordan, don't, 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 think don't I doubt don't me. I don't believe it. But anyways, <laughs> so like the idea is cigars tend to, you know, like you get like a first impression from them. And sometimes that first impression lasts forever. Like you always think of it as the, as the way that you first smoked it. Other yeah. times it doesn't. But we, you know, like, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Yeah, it it matters. So it does matter. Um, So here's how this show works. Everybody on the show, Jordan, myself, Emmett, Coop, Bob, we've all picked out two cigars that we've never smoked before. And we're going to give them 25 minutes each to make a good first impression. At the end of that 25 minutes, we will rate them between 1 and 100. Uh, 100 being the best, okay. one being the worst. Now, the only caveat to this is uh, each guy cannot rate his two cigars with the same score. You have to give it a different score. So if you give the first one a 90, the other one either has to be higher than a 90 or lower than a 90. You know it would be interesting for a future show is yes. no two people can give any cigar the same score. So I'm glad that you brought that up That'd be interesting. because that is the way we did it the first did time. Did you? Oh, okay. All right. The problem with that was it was causing guys to give scores to a cigar that were dramatically off. Yeah, I guess when you have five guys, that's a big range. Right, like, <laughs> yeah. this guy would be like, okay, like, I feel like the cigar's an 89, right. but my only chance, my only option right now is a 97. Right. <laughs> so, like, I got to give it a 97. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, but that is the way we initially set up the show. So, let's go through real quick, uh, Emmett. What will be the first cigar that you will be smoking? All right. So I picked the brand new Monte Cristo 1935 Anniversary Nicaragua Demi. It's a mouthful. Uh, so it's uh, new from Altadis. It's made by uh, this up-and-coming cigar maker. I think his name is Adj Fernandez. Never heard of him. Something like that. Never yeah, he's going to be big. Uh, so it's made to celebrate the, the 85th anniversary of the brand, uh, not to be confused with the Cuban cigar of the very similar name, which is the Linea. 1935. Uh, there isn't too much info on the blend, actually, other than it just uses Nicaraguan tobacco, all grown by A.J. Fernandez. Okay. Um, and it was blended by uh, Rafael Nadal, A.J. Fernandez, and Grupo de Maestros. Uh, and that, uh, that's about it. This particular one sells for 1040. 1040. All right. Um, Coop, what will the first cigar that you will partake be? I'm going to be smoking the, the Coop. This is showing up. It's kind of boring out, it looks like. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, it's cool. It's an invisible like cigar, that. which is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it, keep it, it over your shirt. Okay. There you go, yeah. It's the Syndicato <laughs> Cubico. Um, so this is by Syndicato Cigars. Now, I try to find out about, like, cigars that are out on the marketplace, right? I, I actually do try to keep on top of it. I found, you know how I found out about this cigar? Through Jordan's review, <laughs> because there was nothing ever communicated to anyone in the media about this cigar. 
And I come to find out it's a regular production release by Syndicato. It's not even like a, a small limited thing. Um, and I didn't see anyone reporting this cigar. Um, but it intrigued me, this cigar. I did want you know, I think Syndicato's had hit or miss. If folks know Syndicato is like a, a consortium of retailers that are basically contracting out with factories to have blends made. And then they sell them within their own shop, the, the group shop. Um, but what was interesting about this cigar, not just being a box press, it's coming out of the Noxa factory. Um, and, and for folks who know Noxa, that is uh, where uh, Steve Sock is making the Mikoritas. So, you know, that factory is doing some really good stuff. I was very intrigued to see this. The blend is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan Dominican filler. This is a 6x54 box press. It's priced at eight seventy five, And all that information is from Jordan's review. <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Because there's nothing on the website either about this. <laughs> I, I think Kevin Acuff actually reviewed that. But oh, okay. I, 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 I gotta get credit to that. I apologize. That's all right. Uh, Bob, what will uh, your first cigar be? All right, I'm coming out of the Crown Heads stable. That mm, Mil Diaz, Mil yes. Diaz, the six by forty six Corona Gordo. That wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano with Nicaraguan binder, Costa Rican, Nicaraguan, and Peruvian fillers. That's what I'm talking about. Tasty and delicious. I hope. All right, uh, Jordan, what will your first cigar be? I'm going with the Epic Tin. Uh, let's see if we can see that. All right. Epic Cigars 10th anniversary was last year. Uh, they got this baby made at AJ Fernandez, if, like everyone does. <laughs> it's a Cameroon wrapper over Nicaraguan binder fillers. 6x54 box press. All right. Very good. Very good. I will uh, go with the Protocol Cybercrimes Unit. So bright. This, Yeah. And the, by the way, the the box on this is beautiful. I'll talk more about that once we light it up. But uh, this is a six and a half by forty-eight box pressed short Churchill format. It's about ten fifty uh, per stick, and it's a, a Nicaraguan puro, obviously made at La Zona through the guiding hands of Eric Espinosa and the gang. All right, so, so boys, here we go. Let's go ahead and start the clock, Jordan. Once the clock starts, we can cut and light, and here we. Right. Here we go. The clock has begun. You may, you may light your cigars. And by the way, I mean, so cut mine yet. If you're if you're watching on Facebook, hopefully, I know some of the guys wanted to either a smoke the same cigars that we were, or b uh, smoke a cigar that you've never smoked before. So if you're playing along on Facebook, um, please chime in on the Facebook chat. Let us know what uh, what you've got going. And um, we'd love to hear your your thoughts on the cigars that. Uh, See, I'm at a, a slight disadvantage because I have to toast it for about two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like somebody's using a blowtorch. Jordan toasts until the cigar. There's only a nub. He toasts to the nub, and then you get two puffs, and that that's a good two puffs, well earned. So since we're judging on first impressions, do we yes. do we take into account like the appearance? And sure. How, yeah. Like, let's we how cool the band is and let's, stuff like that. Uh, you can start right in on that, Emmett. What do you think about your uh, your Monte Cristo? I, I like the appearance of it. Uh, the first puff is really smooth and kind of mild, more mild than I was expecting from uh, just looking at it. Uh, it's a good start. the The band is really classy. I think it's kind of traditional. It's got that anniversary kind of shiny feel to it, which is nice. Uh, the wrapper itself is is toothy, uh, dark and even. 
good. It's a good first impression visually. My, I mean, I gotta say, the Cybercrimes unit is a gorgeous cigar, and the box is awesome. It's got like uh, the Vista in the box is sort of like a uh, the Matrix, yeah, the code, sort, of the, sort yeah. of like the code coming down or whatever. Um, and I gotta say, I'm gonna just throw this out there right away. Is the the moment I I fired this up, I got a really strong citrus uh, a flavor to it. Just I'm just gonna throw that out there before citrus. I forget. Uh, Bob, what about your uh, cigar? This the appearance, um, the uh, you know your just general impressions about the cigars right off the bat. The Mildios, which was our what was our number three? Number three. That was our number three cigar of the year, Bob. So uh, that's awesome. Pressure's on you. Yeah. Right. Well. I like the fact that it's it's a bold band. Uh, I wish it had the name on it because I just like the names on my cigar because I forget real real easy. But it was on the on the cellophane. But the the cigar itself, the construction of the cigar on the outside, it just has that that even uh, chestnut look to it. There's no there's no veins. It's like capillary veins, and the seams are seamless. I mean, that cap is nice and deep. That V cut didn't have a problem cutting through that thing. And I am Caroline is T nineteen. So, all right, Coop. What are your thought? Your initial thoughts on the appearance of the cubicle? This is beautiful. This is a beautiful cigar. Um, Syndicato has come a long way from those um, hex bands, which were just atrocious mm. black and white hex bands. Yeah, I remember that. This is a really, it's <laughs> a really nice band. It's got a little bit of a metallic trim to it. Um, kind of a a uh, a gold background. The wrapper is also really beautiful exquisite uh wrapper i mean it's just almost flawless um as far as that goes uh it's like a dark ecuadorian wrapper there soft box press on it so very very nice looking cigar and i'll tell you what it's it's starting off great there's a nice sweetness that's coming from this tobacco um that has got me hooked on this right away now uh coop i've got good news and i've got bad news for you what the bad news is I designed the hex band. Awkward silence. I did. No, but, you did not. Did you really design the hex band? I did. I did. I did design the hex band. So I appreciate the fact. That, I appreciate the fact that you're honest. What? I love this That's moment, funny. and you didn't like it. But I also have good news for you. I also designed what? the cubico band. So there oh. you go. Well, let me ask you a question. Why? Okay, let me ask a serious question on the hex band because yeah. you did great. Why was the hex band done black and white for that cigar? I mean, it seemed like that they could have that they could have been, you know. And I'm not saying, you know. If for a cigar band, I think it could have been more, and I think it would have hooked people maybe more on that cigar. Well, you know, I I I I, I chalk it, it was up the '90s, Coop. I chalk it up to my my failure. Yeah. <laughs> I failed. I failed you, Coop. Uh, Listen, you did a great job on this band. Though, okay, and, thank uh, you. You know, yes, I know your artwork. I, I did not know you designed that band, though. I, Boy, that's a that's a. That, that's but okay. I gotta be honest, I, hey, I hated that band. <laughs> hey, Coop. I, I, I. There's absolutely my skin is so thick that I. It doesn't matter. To me. You say anything to me you want. It, it doesn't matter whatsoever. I appreciate the honesty. Boy, I stick my, I stick my foot right in my mouth. No, 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 no. Hey, Jordan, what are you? What's your initial thoughts on your, uh, your cigar? Epic ten. This baby is sixteen bucks. Mm. This is way more than Epic's ever charged for a cigar. Um, very square press to it, other than just one corner of it. Like all, it's like a, it's all three corners are very sharp, and then there's just one rounded side. Um, dark for a Cameroon, like mm. almost like approaching like Maduro territory. 
Um, and it is fiery, red pepper, cinnamon type stuff going on. A lot zest. I mean, it's, you know, Cameroon's got that kind of stuff going on. But this one's, I feel like, a little spicier in the retro hail than I would expect. Uh, and that's where I'm at so far. Now, guys, all right, so, so you know, you brought this up, Emmett, earlier. AJ Fernandez seems to be making everything, everything at this point. D- does it sometimes sort of, like, deter you a little bit? I mean, don't... I want to make this question fair. AJ Fernandez makes amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. His factory is incredible. His farms are incredible. The tobacco that comes out of there is incredible. But when he's making everything, does it does that downplay some cigars for you? Like, oh, okay, it's just another AJ. Yeah. It's another AJ cigar. Yeah, maybe a little. I mean, at first it was kind of cool because I I was a you know big AJ fanboy at first, and then. Everything was coming out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this. Um, but then it kind of got old, I guess. Uh, here's the thing about AJ Fernandez for me is I don't think he makes a, a bad cigar. I don't think I've had an AJ cigar that I would give less than like a, an 89 maybe. But there's very few like great ones, you know? Mm. Like there's only maybe two that I would give above like a 94. So that's that's kind of my thoughts there. They're all kind of they all kind of blend together after a while. Which is there do you think that there is a a type of cigar that AJ really excels at, like a, a certain, uh, you know, wrapper or a certain... I think when he uses Pennsylvania Broadleaf, he's probably the best at that. Okay. Jordan, now that is an AJ cigar as well? AJ cigar. Aren't they all? Now, uh, well, how would you respond to that question I just asked? Um, well, I just think it's interesting that, I mean, he just makes so much that... I think people almost kind of get confused between like an AJ collaboration and like like there's AJ the brand and there's AJ the man and there's AJ the factory and so like kind of today every cigar that's made you get like like the cigar that Emmett's smoking a lot of people consider like an AJ collaboration. I don't think yeah. that's an AJ collaboration. That's just a cigar that happens to be made at his factory. Yeah. Um he was given blending credit for it though in the in the press release. Yeah, he is on every single one of these. Not things. necessarily. Sometimes you know they'll say he just makes it. If he puts his name like on the box, then you know he had a hand in blending it. Good little tip right there. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like he's kind of abandoned his own brand a little bit. Maybe that's a strategic move. I mean, that might be, you know, might be a good way to go. Maybe he just doesn't have time. Yeah, he doesn't have time. Um, I yeah, I feel like he's just done too much. They're they're starting to all just kind of. I can't. None of them are really standing out anymore to me. I sort of, I sort of agree with you. I wished that he, you know, did a little bit more focus on his own brand. Because remember, yeah. remember when he started to really like, you know, like really catch fire. What was the cigar? Bayas Artes. Bayas Artes. Mm, I, I don't. Yeah. Know, I couldn't think of that. Bayas Artes. Right in that in that generation, we were all just like, holy cow! Like yeah. AJ is 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 hitting on all cylinders. He's never gotten worse than that it's just that it does seem a bit diluted yeah totally. maybe a little bit diluted all right now uh bob i have got a question for you bob so you're you you're you go to the you drive to the grocery store right bob yes and you park your car yeah. and you're you get out of your car and you're walking up to the front of the grocery store and now there's there's a car coming right there's a car coming he's coming down and you're walking towards the grocery store and now you, there's this awkward moment where you don't know, like, should I go? Should he go? And so, like, he sort of waves you on, right? 
Now you've got right. you've got three options here, and I want to find out this this is like psychoanalyzing <laughs> Bob the cigar guy. You've got three <laughs> options here. Does does Bob the cigar guy stop and say no no no, you go, or does Bob the cigar guy go and just slowly walk in and just make the guy wait, or does Bob the cigar guy walk but then d- you kind of like do this little quick <laughs> kind of like quick little, walk because you don't power walk you know, a little power walk like you don't want to make the you, you know it's almost like hey like thanks for letting me go <laughs> I, now I'm gonna run into the store hustle. Uh, what what do you do Bob? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for not giving me those you gave everybody else because I was sitting there going, if he asked me about this blender and this tobacco, I'm going to sit here and just look like a new cow at a new gate. Um, I would have been in big trouble. So I appreciate that. I know about grocery stores. I don't know much about running. So running is out. All right. All right. Um, so it depends. If Now, we're in South Carolina, and I probably pulled up in my pickup truck, not my car. And, and there's a lot of other pickup trucks. And if the pickup truck was really nice with some rims on it, maybe some some graphics on the side, I would let it go so I could look at the whole truck and see what kind of bumper he's got wow. so I could put that on my truck. Really get but into the scenario <laughs> here. Yeah, if it's a little Prius or something, I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> Screw I would that guy. stop anyway because I can I can stop a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one hand. So, Bob, I, what I'm getting from you is you you never do that little awkward run that's sort of like kind of like a little awkward run like you're just you're either gonna just stop and let the guy go and you just wave him on or you're just gonna stroll at your own pace have you ever seen a turtle upside down yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i look like if i fall (laughs) and so i'm going to avoid falling as much as possible because it just doesn't look good on me it just it just doesn't work so um, I'm just, I'm, I will, I will casually go across. I'll give him a little wave, a little nod or something like that. But, um, no, I'm not running for nobody. If now, I'm running, y'all better be running too. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Now, Coop, I, I'm curious to see how you'd answer this question, Coop. Do you, do you do the, 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 the little, the, what, do, what do you call that? Like a courtesy, a courtesy run, Jordan? It's like a courtesy kind of jog? Skip and a jump. Yeah. Coop, or do you just, you just wave the guy by? Uh, I wave the guy by. You wave the guy by. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You want to <laughs> you 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 want to go at your own pace, right? I want to go at my own pace, but I may like if I'm you know maybe I'll, I'll if I'm impatient, you know, I'll give I'll give a little action there, but but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emmett, Emmett, what do you what do you do? I'm definitely a an awkward runner. Are I'll, you? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll show some hustle as a thank you. Yeah. All right, so yeah. now, now, now here, Jordan, I'm going to ask it to you in a different way, Jordan. So you're the guy in the car, Jordan, and you wave the person by, and they just walk slowly. They don't do the courtesy <laughs> run. Are oh. you annoyed with them at that so point? So annoyed. Why? You've just <laughs> waved them by. It's that you, you just waving them by doesn't give you the right to make them do a, how, a, an awkward run. How slow could they possibly go before you would get annoyed? Like there is a, a limit, right? Like what if, if it's they, like an old lady in a walker? If they were or literally like just going like, like this. All right. Well, that I can move, I'm moving my just, hand right let's now. Let's just say that there is a point where it's disrespectful. Let's just say that they're going at an average pace. Oh, yeah, man, whatever. Yeah, I have to admit, Emmett, and th- this is really wrong of me. If they don't do the little run <laughs> thing, for some <laughs> for some reason, 
I'm annoyed. And with, you want to run him over. Well, I'm I did I'm something like, nice on. for you. Like, show me that you yeah, uh, you exactly. respect me as well. And ah, give, yeah. me, give me a little. Show a little hustle. It's a little reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Totally yeah, that's yeah. That's the way I feel. We're doing but, something for each other here. But then I feel sort of guilty after. And I, like, if halfway through, I'm like, if they don't, like, run, I'm like, honking. Like, <laughs> the heck out of my way. And his oh. little car sounds like it's. Meow. <laughs> no, that Beep. is not true. Yeah, but what about true. the person that, that sees you coming and they speed up to make you stop? They don't even look at you because mm. you must stop because they are pedestrian, the pedestrian Walmart area zoned a little yellow stripes. That will, that'll, that'll get me close to you. I'll, I'll pull up pretty close <laughs> and, and say, have a nice day. That's Bless when I heart. jump out of my car and start just beating the crap out of <laughs> Kevin Acuff says the little lady in the walker rolled the dice when she got out of her car. I, that's harsh, man. Jeez, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, he's brutal, yeah. man. Jeez. Uh, all right, so um, let's. We're 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 more than halfway into this. Uh, Twenty-five minutes. So uh, I will start with Emmett. Emmett, halfway into the twenty-five minutes, how do you feel about the Monte Cristo? It's pretty good. Uh, it's not knocking my socks off or anything. It's uh. There's kind of a nice, uh, like, French bread kind of flavor there. A um, little, little musky, um, but then there's some, like, baking spice in the back end, too. So I, I kind of get what they were doing. They said they, they were trying to blend it to be, like, an old-school Monte Cristo Cuban, which I, I kind of get where they were going with the blend. Um, it's just not wowing me, but it's good. It's All right, H. Upman, one seventy-five. Oh, right, what you're right, right. Yeah, that was that was a, that was uh, another that's cigar a altogether. That's a yeah. cigar. All right, Coop, uh, what are your thoughts uh, at this stage of the game for your, your syndicato? Uh, this is really surprising me how good this cigar is. Uh, I didn't expect much from this cigar. It, um, it's got, there's a lot going on with this cigar. There's a great sweetness, like that natural tobacco sweetness. There's some earthy notes in there. There's some baker's spice. I'm getting a slight citrus note. Um, it's a, a solid medium. Combustion is perfect. Now, I've been traveling with these cigars all week, too. I've had a humidified case, but still, you know, um, I am very impressed with this cigar. I did not expect to, this to, to be as good as it is. Wow. So Coop's excited about the Cuban. All right. oh, it, yeah, I, this, is, this, is something, this is something I'm really, yeah, I, I, this is a good cigar. All right, Bob, how is your uh, Mildias treating you from Crown Heads? Well, that ash, first of all, is gorgeous. That ash is, yeah. is just amazing. It's not wow. it's not burning laser, but you're really cruising through that thing. Yeah, I smoke a little quick. Um, twenty five minutes. I want to get it dead. I don't want to leave it in the ashtray. But it started off where I had a lot of flavors that were that were kicking out to me. There were cedars. There was a almost like a uh, the cream on Cuban coffee kind of that dark chocolatey kind of flavor that's going on there. There was a little bit of turned earth. There was a little bit of minerality. And then it was just a hint of like black pepper, but back it just gets more and more and more black pepper, and all the other flavors are there, but they just get pushed farther and farther to the back. It just seems like it's turning into a, a spicy stick as it goes through. All right, Jordan, how is your uh, Epic Ten Cameroon going? It's pretty good so far. <coughs> it is. Uh, it's a medium body, um, very zesty. A lot like the. The nostrils are are zinging, zinging through the nostrils okay. with uh, a lot of a lot of nutmeg, red pepper, um, maybe a little cinnamon, uh, just kind of generic toasted bread kind of stuff going on. Um, it's dry on the palate. That's a little bit of a criticism for me. I like I like a mouth watering kind of a feel to a cigar, um, but it you know it's it's pretty complex in the flavor profile. 
All right. I will uh, update on the Cybercrimes unit. Uh, it, when I initially lit this up, I got a really strong citrus flavor that quickly uh, subsided into uh, more of just like a what you might expect from a, a Habano, you know, a regular Espinosa Lazona Habano. At this stage, it's very pleasant. There, there is a bit of like a pinchy, um, sort of a pinchy spice flavor. I, I, I guess you could call that like black pepper, maybe. Um, so there's, there's some, there's some uh, Bob. Easy, you Bob. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Holy. You got smoke up. You got smoke up my schnoz. I'm gonna get you a meat bun. <laughs> so I remember my first cigar. This is. Uh, I remember my first cigar. Cigar show. I mean, just, if if you have. If you have to go, if you have to go into the woods, there, Bob, and as and long as you don't cough as much as Glenn Loop, we'll yeah, be okay. We're, we're right. <laughs> yeah, but no, this is uh, it's a very pleasant cigar. I, I would say it's it reminds me very much of what I do like about Lazona products. Um, very similar to, to what you might get in, um, in a Lazona Habano, although just a little bit more black pepper, like more black pepper than an Espinosa Habano would give you. Espinosa Habano is going to give you that. You know, cabinet spice sort of flavors, yeah. cinnamon, all that kind of stuff. This is a little bit more on the peppery side, so it's got a little bit more kick to it. I'd say it's medium plus at this at this point. Uh, burning perfectly, great draw. Um, a little bit of it's a little mushy. I'll say that it's just a tad, it's a tad mushy. Mush um, in my hand, like it. You know, you know, you, you smoke like a uh, an Opus X from Fuente. It feels like paper mache on the outside. Oh uh, yeah, right. Like it's like it's just stiff. It's stiff yeah. on the outside, and um, this is sort of the opposite of that. Very mushy, um, and that could just be that. You know, I haven't had these for a super long time, so there, it could be some of that going on. But very pleasant uh, to this is stage. It, does it game. feel like it's filled properly? Like, is it really <clears> loose draw or anything? No, no. It's it's performing well. The draw is excellent. And the flavors are very enjoyable, um, uh, but uh, pr- nothing crazy at this point. It's just, um, just as like a, a good solid cigar so far at this at this point. Um, hey, uh, Coop, I got a question for you, Coop. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So you're you're out to lunch with a good friend, right? And you're enjoying right. some some good conversation, and your friend. He he's got a a booger coming, just, just kind of hanging, hanging out of his nose, right? Hanging down a little bit. Are you the kind of guy that says, "Hey, you, you've got a a booger in your nose," or Coop? Do you just do you just let it go? Do you just <laughs> ignore it and pretend that it it it's not there because you don't want the awkward embarrassment for your friend uh, uh, to you know when you have to tell them about it. So I'll kind of caveat it. Of course. If it's just me and a friend, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell them in a discreet way. Oh, but yes. I sometimes think that people want to make, do it to kind of one-up the person or just kind of insult the other person. So if there's a group of people, I'm not going to embarrass the guy in front of, in front of the other people. I, uh, I'll either try to do it discreetly sorry. or just let, let, you know, let, let, let it be, let it be is all I can say. Coop, I think I have the answer here. You're on. You're on the right track. But when you tell them, you just make up as if you thought it was like, oh, I think you got a, a piece of the food, a piece of cereal uh, on your on your lip right there. No, no. Like I could. I, I'm a, 
Look, I'm gonna say straight out, hey, you got, you got, you got a booger. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. So Jordan, I, I like sh- Jordan. I like your no, strategy. I know what it is, but I'm gonna pretend like I don't. I like your strategy. It's like being honest, but lying right. as as you're being honest. Yes, like, that's be, the way to do it. Be honest with a good solid solid lie. Uh, Bob, Bob, <laughs> how do you handle that in in South Carolina? Well, I'm glad Coop said it first because my answer would have sounded so much worse. If if I'm in an area where there's people that that we don't know and this and that, everybody's got their phone. Probably text them, dude. You got snot rocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's just if it's just us and the boys hanging out and, and we're just goofing and all this and that, I'm gonna start waving at the booger. And and they're gonna, what are you doing? Well, I'm waving at the booger. And so you know, we'd make a big deal about so it. You make, it, you make a joke out of it. Okay. Yeah. What Suckers. What about you, Emmett? How do you handle that situation? Uh, I would. Probably not say anything. I what? I, I know. I Damn it. I struggle with that. I, even even if my wife has like something in her teeth and we're just alone, I still I'm like <laughs> I probably won't say anything just because I don't want that like I that awkward. See, I think I've learned this trick from my wife. Like she'll be like I know she'll tell me like oh I think you have some of that piece of that food on your on your lip. I'm like ah, that's <laughs> obviously a booger. <laughs> you know that's a booger. I know, but thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I tend to be like Emmett. I. I feel like I here's what I do. I just say, hey, you know what? I have to go to the restroom. And so, like, I don't even have to go to the restroom, Emmett. But I get up, I go to the restroom, hoping that maybe in the meantime, they just happen mm. to like you know feel it in there. And then so then there's n- you know there's no awkward conversation about when you about come back from the restroom. They come with you, like, hey, let's go. Yeah, to the you come back from the restroom with a paper towel. And you just kind of like, <laughs> as you walk by, you're like, or a wet Oops. wipe, <laughs> and you wet wipe their face. I d- d- does it does it matter too? Like how obvious? Like what if the what if the booger is like way up in there, but you can see it, and maybe nobody Oof. else can. Mm. You just kind of let it. No, you got to let that. Yeah, go. that's on you. Yeah, like yeah. while well, you're looking too close, jeez, you got to yeah. let it. Go. I'm, I'm you're just fixating on it. <laughs> that, that makes you weird. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, a minute twenty five to go. So let's go ahead and focus now, Bob. Boys. I want to see you smoke that whole cigar. In this, in this last yeah, minute. Yeah, power through it. And that's, that's work right there. <laughs> Bob is. Well, he, first you got to put in the work. That's he, what we've learned yes, from uh, Lars Tetons. Tetons All right, so, uh, so I think now we have exactly a minute to go. So start preparing your, your mental rating, your first impression of these cigars. And so if you're playing along on Facebook, uh, let us know your first impressions of the cigar that you're smoking, and it'll be a fun time had by all. Here we go. I've smoked about uh, three quarters of an inch of mine. Yeah, how far has everybody got? I've, I've only got maybe an inch in About yes. a third. About an inch. I went a third. It's about an inch and a half. Bob has smoked the entire cigar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, is, that is seriously impressive. <laughs> That's half the cigar. Three and would you say I that smoke, Would you say that cigar I is a fast burning cigar, or is that just you? No, I smoke fast, but it's not it's it's not a tight pack. It's it's not super loose, but it's it is kind of squishy and mushy, as y'all said. Um, so it does it does run back a little quick, but it's not getting hot, so it's not five, like, um, four, real big. three, two. All right, last last draw, everybody. Here you go. All right. So, let's start with Emmett. Emmett, what is your first impression of the Monte Cristo 1935 Anniversario or Anniversary uh, made at AJ's, uh, the Nicaragua? What do you think? It was, it was pretty good. 
not much has changed since the last time I talked about it. It, uh, it the smoke production I'll say was was off the charts towards the end there. Um, it was kind of getting into Liga Provider range there, uh, so that was impressive. But flavor wise, um, pretty much the same as before. Nice nice kind of French bread flavors with some spices. A little a little uh, red pepper came in towards the end there, which was nice and it kind of lingered on the palate afterwards. Um, but it was good. It didn't blow me away, but I would definitely smoke it again. Um, should I give it a score? Uh, hold on. Yeah, no, give it a score, and then Jordan can add it to the leaderboard. What okay. is your score for the Monte Cristo? I'm going to give it an 88. An 88. Yeah. So Emmett gives the Monte Cristo, Nicaragua, 1935, an 88. All right, uh, let's go to Coop. You've got the Sindicato Cubico. Uh, give us your first impression and your score. Yeah, um, I, I, right what, where I said before, it's uh, I've gone about a third through this thing. Uh, loving the flavors that this is delivered. It's a very, um, it's a very classic s- type of smoke, though. It's not like something that's a revolutionary flavor profile, but it's a really. I mean, if you just want really good tobacco flavor, um, this cigar is going to deliver. Um, I was, re- I remember I was reading Kevin's review and he said the draw was a little tight on his. This is definitely a tighter draw for a box press, but I like the fact there's a little resistance on this draw, as opposed to being very loose. Um, Complexity-wise, I'm not. I don't think this cigar is gonna change a heck of a lot the rest of the way down. So it's probably gonna keep the same. You know, it's not gonna be a lot. Of, I don't sense there's gonna be transitions with this cigar, but there's enough flavor nuances to keep me very, very interested in this cigar. All right. So what would your score be of one to a hundred? This is this is gonna surprise people. So I haven't scored anything above a 92 since uh, November 1st of 2019. Wow. Um, this is gonna come in at 91. At least wow, from uh, I, I prorate, I'm prorating it right now, assuming it's gonna, it could change with the next two thirds. But I'm prorating at 91. This is a very good cigar. Excellent. Uh, in fact, it's the it's the best first impression I've had of any Syndicato. There've been some good ones. I'm not saying I have, but it's the best first impression that Syndicato's made on me with this. What so, score did Kevin give uh, that one? I'm gonna, I want to say 88. I can't. He gave it an 88. Yeah. We give it a 92 oh, blind. So that says that's pretty good right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is shame on Syndicato for not promoting this cigar <laughs> more because you got a win. No, seriously, they got a winner in the profile here right now, and if, if this is one I think that a lot of people would enjoy. All right, let's go to uh, Bob, the cigar guy. Bob, give us your first impression of the Mildios by Crown Heads, and then at the end, give us a, a score on it. I it was it was interesting. It was a roller coaster actually. It started with all the flavors in the beginning with. A little bit of dark creaminess, a little bit of toastiness, a little bit of cedar. Then it pulled into the turned earth and the the, the pepperiness and the gravel and, and a little minerality. And then all of a sudden the pepper, I'm glad it did because it was starting to get a little overwhelming. And those flavors all came back. The thing that really impressed me about the cigar was the smoke. It was like gravy. It just covered your tongue. I mean, it just it was so full in your mouth. And, and that's one of the things I really like is to have a full smoke that, that you can just almost chew on. And, and this cigar really had that. Um, it was a easy draw. It wasn't a loose draw, but it wasn't tight by any stretch of the imagination. It leveled out its burn, so there was no real burn issues at all. And um, I enjoyed it pretty much, but in my rating, I'm probably going to give it about 86, 87. 86, Ooh. I guess. 86 wow. for the Mildia. Bob's a t- he's that's a tough, tough, yeah. He's a tough it's critic. Tough I, I like that, it. That's a, very, that's a very different Crown Head cigar than any other Crown Heads I've had, though. It's completely out of the mold. It's, it's, you know, I think it's that Peruvian tobacco they got in there. Mm-hmm. But it's very different, very different. to anything else they've done before. And I think it's, I think it's polarizing. Either you're going to like it or not. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Coop. I agree. All right, yeah. Jordan, how how did you like your Epic Ten? Epic Ten, um, lots of lots of cabinet spice type stuff. Uh, I think nutmeg and red pepper would be the predominant flavors. Um, it had uh, a little more body than you'd expect from a Cameroon. Um, I don't think, I mean, from my first impressions, I don't think it's e anywhere near that $16 mark. I would imagine paying 10 maybe 12 at the max on this guy. Um, uh, but I, but it did have a good, a decent amount of complexity to it, and I liked the, I liked the retro hail. Uh, I'm gonna go an 89 on this guy. 89. I had it the other night, Jordan, and I, I would concur that it's a, it's about an 89. Excellent. And, and it, for people watching, uh, for us, an 89 is a very high it's rating. Yeah. That means That's a good score. that means yeah. you should get it and try it and smoke it, and you might. Have, the presentation on that cigar is great too. The box Absolutely, is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's little, not individual coffins, but individual slots for mm -hmm. each cigar, mm -hmm. which is very cool. Um, all right. So, Cybercrimes unit for me, um, very good. Um, I would say I'm uh, the the mushiness is is off putting when you're holding it. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Like, the mushiness is a bit off putting. It hasn't affected the cigar that much. Uh, but the cigar itself is sort of standard, red pepper, uh, some black pepper, spice, uh, maybe a little bit stronger than, than you, what you might expect it to be. It's a little stronger than you might expect it to be. Um, I'm going to go with an 88. I'm going to go with an 88 on the Cyber Crimes unit from Protocol. Um, so we got I, Coop out in the lead. Coop out in the lead. He has uh, the 91. 91. Uh, Emmett with the 88. No, I got the Epic 10 at 89. Oh, right. Then you and Emmett, then Bob. And then Bob. All right. So the bottom. Uh, before we start our next cigar, it, we should say, guys, that this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year is JR Cigars celebrating their 50th anniversary. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contests, sweepstakes, and several limited-run projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. We are doing Smoke Night Live, episode 281. This is the first impression show. I'm joined by Emmett from Blind Man's Puff. I'm joined from Bob the Cigar Guy. I'm joined with Coop. Cigar Coop, everybody knows Coop. And, of course, Jordan, the Wonder Boy producer. Uh, we are doing uh, this show. We try to figure out, can a cigar grab our attention in just 25 minutes? Remember, these scores don't tell the full picture because, obviously, you have to smoke the whole cigar. Right. And maybe smoke it three or four times before you really understand the cigar. But at the same time, it's interesting just to see, you know, how does a cigar grab your fancy right off the bat, and that's sort of the point of the show. So the next cigar that I'm going to smoke, this is a, uh, <coughs> by Drew Estate, it's the Bauhaus. By the way, uh, full disclosure, this is honest to God truth. If I was, I was planning on starting a cigar company sometime in my life, I was. Okay. And the name of my cigar company was going to be Bauhaus. Ooh. Yeah. 
because I like I like the name. I like the band. You know, you get a trademark fight now. And Art no, movement. It's, it's too late now. Yeah. Architecture. I, I can't do it. Joe Grow. I, I just Joe Grow. I, I know Joe Grow. Anyways, that's this, pretty this rude. Is, <laughs> this is <laughs> a uh, state, so. this is a Liga from the European market. It is. Um, it's like eighteen euros. Um, that's like twenty one like bucks. bucks. Yeah, twenty one bucks here. It's only a four and a half by fifty. It's Connecticut broadleaf, as you would expect. Has a Brazilian binder, and the fillers are from Honduras and Nicaragua. These come in twelve count boxes, and there's an undisclosed amount of of uh, of these boxes available. Jordan, what will your second cigar be? Number two, we are going <coughs> with. Oh, uh, you can't really cannot see that. Uh, J.C. Newman Perla de Mar uh, Corojo, which they announced back in November, um, added it to the, the the old Perla de Mar. They had the Connecticut and the and the Maduro. Now they've got a Corojo. Um, so these are made of their Nicaraguan factory Pensa. Um, they upped, they changed all the blends. Not they didn't just add this one, but they they added a little bit of a little more Viso tobacco to all the blends, upped the intensity a little bit. Um, this one's got a Corojo wrapper, of course. Uh, it's got a s real square press to it, and it comes in about six to seven bucks. All right, Bob, what will your second cigar be? Now, I got this from my local, from one of my local places, and I knew I was going to be on Cigar Dojo, so I wanted to have something that had a, a banging band on it. And then I wanted to be able to say on, on Worldwide Cigar Dojo, Kintsugi, because it <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a Cigar Dojo <laughs> work. Right, so this is Alec Bradley's Kintsugi, a six by sixty Gordo, with and this is this is bad. It's a Habano wrapper from the Tro, Trohays, Tro, Tro, somebody Trohays. help me, thank Trohays. you, Trohays region with a binder and filler blend of Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers. I paid twelve bucks and change for this thing, and so the band itself is worth six dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> there you go. And so. by the way, it's actually Alec and Bradley, right? Um, Not to Don't be confused with yeah. Alec Bradley. All right, Coop, what will your second cigar be? Well, this one I have very high expectations on. Um, mine is, let's see if I can hold it up to camera, the Alec Bradley Project 40 Maduro. That's There you go. There right in front go. of your face. There, there we go. go. Yeah, so the, the original Alec Bradley Project 40, that was my number three cigar of the year in 2019, uh, the Habano. That was, that, was a, that was a home run. Um, what was different about Project 40 is it's coming out of Jesus Fuego's factory, in Nicaragua, which is a factory that, when they came out Project 40, it's, that's really the first they've done for an Alec Bradley brand cigar. Uh, they were doing the large Tatit and stuff out of there, too. Um, it's a San Andreas Maduro wrapper, uh, Brazilian Abano binder. That's what Jesus Fuego is known, working with Brazilian tobacco. Alec Bradley, not as known for, for using Brazilian tobacco. Old Nicaraguan filler there. Um, this is a 5x50 Robusto. Uh, price point is 575 it can't beat that. You can't beat that. I mean, you guys, Project Forty. That was your. Was that your value stick two years ago? Darn straight. Yep. Yeah. That's a tough yeah, act to so follow. I mean, it's. I mean, it is that that original one. Like I said, it was my number three cigar. It was contending for. It was at one point even contending for the number one spot. So, I have high expectations with this cigar now because this is the sequel. Yeah, Coop. Actually, the, not only did the Project Forty, the original product Project Forty, make our uh, value price stick, but that also made our list for um, cigars, cigars that won't let you down because that project, that original Project Forty, it's just it's always good. It's always good. Like it's very, very, very consistent. Always, you always know what to expect. It's just an excellent yeah. cigar. 
All right. Uh, Nobody saw that coming. Nobody no, saw no. that coming last year. That was, how good that cigar was going to be. That yeah. was crazy. That was a surprise for sure. Yep. Um, Emmett, what will your uh, final stick be? All right. I was lucky enough to score some of the brand new Agonorsa Leaf Rare Leaf. Oh, um, attaboy. Yeah. Wow. So this kind of goes against uh, what I normally do. This is r- literally right off the truck. I think this just came in the mail yesterday. Okay. So I, I usually let cigars sit, uh, you know, at least two weeks. Um, but I'm going to light it up and hope for the best just because I'm excited about it. What's that? That's the theme of the show. Yeah, for exactly. Out. So I'll take, <laughs> yeah. that, take that into account when judging it. Uh, but this guy uses uh, 100% Agonorsa grown tobacco. Uh, the wrapper is described as a cafe leaf from Jalapa. I don't actually know it, what ca- what cafe means. Is it that the is color? Uh, Corojo. Yeah, I figured it was Corojo because most yeah, of they the didn't, They didn't disclose that, but it is yeah. Corojo. Yeah, it looks like it. So I don't know what the cafe means. I'm guessing that's just the shade. Uh, it's kind of kind of medium medium shade. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly Corojo tobacco uh, binder and filler. Or Corojo 98 with a little bit Corojo 99 in there. Uh, they say that it's so rare because it uh, uses tobacco grown from their best lots and just a few, or sorry, their best farms and just a few select lots within those farms. So that's what makes the tobacco in such short supply. Uh, this bad boy is the Toro size, six by fifty-four, sells for eleven fifty if you can find it. All right, Jordan, let's start that timer. Let's cut and light as soon as Jordan says go. And go. All right, everybody, cut and light. And while we're doing this. Um, Emmett, why don't you talk about the um, your impression of the appearance of the cigar? So I have to say, this is probably the best looking uh, band from Agonors that I've seen. It's so classy and, mm-hmm. and it really pops. Uh, it's hard to tell just by showing it to you, uh, but in person, it's it's nice and embossed and and glossy, and it's just a classy look with nice contrast on the band. Uh, the wrapper itself is, is super smooth, like you would expect, and pretty much flawless. There's, there's nothing wrong with the appearance of the cigar. I'm excited to, to light it up. All right, Coop, uh, what are your thoughts on the appearance of the very, very affordable Project 40 Maduro? Uh, I'll tell you what, the San Andreas wrapper, rich chocolate color to it, which I like, and they, uh, they did a great job at um, kind of putting that brown band light, which Alec Bradley... They, they always knock it out of the park with their bands and packaging. They really do. Um, I, I can't really remember a bad band that an Alec Bradley's had. Um, and this is no exception. I, you know, I, it was tough. The original Project 40 had that blue and gold, right? But they nailed it with this. I mean, it's just, it's just a beautiful-looking cigar. And it doesn't look like a $5.75 cigar. It looks like an $8 cigar. All right. So, uh, um, yeah. Bob, uh, what are your thoughts on you, you? You kind of already touched on it a little bit. I think you really like the look of this cigar, but just your thoughts on the cigar itself, the uh, the construction as far as you can see visually. What do you think of the Kansugi? Well, the construction's really nice. There's no blemishes whatsoever. The veins are are they're not capillary, but they're small, and, and it's really hard to find the seams. The tobacco is even in color all the way up and down in that in that nice lighter lighter brown color, and that band it just it just pops. It just explodes with all that color. And even though it's a huge set of bands, it doesn't seem like it's overwhelming the cigar itself. Of course, it's a it's a six by sixty, so there's a lot of acreage on. There's a lot of a lot of real estate you can band on. Right. All right, Jordan. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, Perla del Mar? Uh, just um, based on its appearance. Well, the the band. We got to talk about this rebrand from the whole Perla del Mar is way way better than they used to look. Like they used. They, I, I feel like the old Pearl Tomorrow was like, 
it reminded me of like that, you know, that Gurkha Prize Fighter cigar. I don't, I don't know why, but it just I had like that, that same kind of that one dollar, very catalog look to it. Um, now this looks like a classy stinging cigar right here. Um, the cigar itself, um, you know, generic Colorado. It's got a sort of a reddish hue to it. Nice box press, a very square box press to it. Um, maybe a medium, medium bunch to it. All right. Uh, I the the Bauhaus that I'm smoking um, is just exactly what you might expect from something in the uh, Drew Estate uh, Liga line. Uh, as you can, uh, well, maybe you can't tell, but if you were in the studio, you could see this thing smoking like a like a chimney, as a typical. Yep, that's how they do it. Liga does. It, it's gorgeous. I love these bands. I've always been a fan of the Liga bands. They're very cool looking. Um, the back, you know, has that uh, the foil on it and stuff. So it's gorgeous, and it looks to be rolled expertly. Um, has a nice you know, firm roll to it. So I'm expecting good things from this. Um, but I also have to say, as far as I go, I'm typically like a T52 guy. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not usually uh, the, the broadleaf side of things. I don't dislike them, but I like the T52 better. So we're going to see how this, this guy goes. But um, gorgeous-looking cigar. Super cool. I wish they were available in the States, um, but they're not. All right, so uh, Coop, I'm going to start with you on this question because it's topical because you do the Cigar Jukebox podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. You and Dave Burke out of Australia. Uh, love Dave. He's, he's literally one of the nicest guys in the entire cigar media industry, and I love that show. So my, my question to you, Coop, is what musical guilty pleasure do you have? Like, what's a band that you probably shouldn't like, but you secretly love, <laughs> and nobody would probably know that you love this band? That's a good question. Wow. Wow. Ashley Simpson. <laughs> oh, my Whoa, God, what? yes! Whoa, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Was not expecting yes. that. Yes! God, this I, is exactly I dig, why I, I asked this question. I dig Ashley Simpson. I dig Ashley Simpson. I think she's. <laughs> I, she had that whole lip sync thing, which I think was a little unfair. I, that. I watched yes, that live. <laughs> look, she wow. screwed it up. There's no question about it. But I, I hate when anyone lip syncs. Like, if you lip sync, you you, you kind of deserve. It. And she took a loss, but she's got some. I mean, she did a very good debut album. Her music's really good. You know, people don't know she's Diana Ross's uh, daughter-in-law. She's married oh. to Diana Ross's son. So. Huh. Um, but but I, I dig her music. I, I'm into it. You know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I that that took me completely by surprise. Yeah. The Ashley Simpson. You know, it's funny because no, like Coop's got some hot. Yeah, takes. Coop's got like, hot takes. Uh, one, one yeah, time, nothing can surprise me. One time I asked Coop on the show, "What's your favorite Kardashian?" And he just instantly he knows. It was what was it? Was it Chloe? Chloe. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And, and not only did you say Chloe, like you were just like, oh, Chloe. Chloe <laughs> <laughs> Kardashian. Strongly <laughs> opinionated. No, there's no, there's not even a question. Chloe. It's Chloe Kardashian. Like, uh, she's amazing. And everybody was a little bit, like, uncomfortable when you said that. Like, <laughs> so excitedly, but it was great. Um, Bob, uh, what, do you have a uh, guilty musical pleasure? Uh, my goodness. Um, 
I got to have an answer. Um, I really, really, it's 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 more of a movie than it's a song, but it's all the songs in it. But it's the the Pitch Perfect series. Ah, right. okay. I, I I do that and The Greatest Showman. I like that music there too, and that's stuff that you know. Usually, I'm listening to country and listen to '80s rock and roll and stuff like that. But but um, yeah, out when nobody's around, I'll. I'll do the cup song. Do <laughs> All right, Emmett. Um, now Emmett's got a good wide range of musical tastes, that because we we sit around in the studio yeah. and listen all the time. But is there stuff that you'd never tell me in Jordan that yeah. you like? Yeah. So this do? one I know for a fact you hate. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the B-52s. I, I freaking love oh, the B-52s. No. Oh, the B-52s. I, I went yes. to I went to the B-52s <laughs> concert here uh, at the at the local venue like hello four years ago. It was so much fun. It was great. Rock lo- Rock Lobster was like the, the encore. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, love them. I know you hate them. It's but probably one of the worst. Yeah, on the jack box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. You All can't right. just base an entire band off of some weird guy you just chiming in on songs. Can. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. All right, Jordan, what's your uh, what's your musical guilty pleasure? Nobody knows any of the bands that I am into, but if I uh, maybe Billie Eilish, maybe I'll go with Billie Ooh, Eilish. I like Billie Eilish. Yeah. There you go. I I would say my mine is Justin Bieber. He's Ooh. no. He's really he's not that okay. bad. Like he's he's actually isn't he a cigar smoker too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he and his music really isn't that bad. He's got Bieber fever. I got, got I don't know, I got fever. the be- I like the Biebs. What can I say? Don't. All right, let's um well, <laughs> let's do a quickie update on these because uh, I'm about a a quarter inch in. Uh, the Bauhaus is very very good. Super deep flavor. This is everything that you want from a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapped cigar. Um, it's got the sweetness from the Connecticut Broadleaf, but it also has that depth of flavor with some spice, uh, leathery, dark fruits, um, pretty much all of the kind of stuff that you would get, and just tons of the the, the finish on the the tobacco is fantastic. Like it, you you you're tasting this for a good long while. It doesn't go away quickly which I like. Um, tons of smoke, tons of flavor. Jordan, how is your Perla del Mar? You know, it's good up front. Um, it's got um, it's got a, a, a little bit of a citrus vibe up front, like orange kind of rind kind of thing going on. Um, lots of, like, bread toast. Um, again, similar kind of cabinet spices. Um, but there's some kind of... Um, what would you call it with wine? The like a tanniny kind of like mm-hmm. you know like right in the sides of your cheeks, puckering a little bit. Like almost on the finish, there's like a Splenda like finish that's that like not quite. Y- you want that like raw sugar sweetness, but instead you're getting like a little bit of, like that <laughs> cheek puckering Splenda like sweetness going on. Um, so I don't think it has a ton of depth, but right up front, it's it's pretty good. All right, Bob, how is your uh, Kintsugi treating you to this point? night and day compared to the to the first cigar i gotta tell you it is it is creamy it's got that tobacco sweetness to it it's got a little bit of cedars it's got a little bit of toastiness and the finish is just so smooth it just it just kind of hangs in your in your mouth it's 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 a long finish like yours was but it just um it's just a very mellow um almost like a a european palette kind of cigar where everything just kind of blends together real real close it's hard to pull a bunch of flavors out of it all right, Coop. How's your uh, how's your cigar treating you so far to this stage? 
Yeah, the flavors the flavors are, are are really good on this cigar. You know, it's got it's 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 got a flavor profile that Alec Bradley doesn't have, and it's got that it's it looks chocolatey this cigar, and it's got this chocolatey kind of chocolate nut flavor with some earth and some pepper on it. So it's kind of something I think that's different for the Alec Bradley profile. How different it is from other San Andreas cigars, it's that's a little hard to say. Um, the burn is giving me a little bit of an issue here. Uh, it, 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 it's meandering a lot on here. Okay. So it's not an ideal burn. Um, but again, this is a first impression. Uh, I can't make it as an excuse. But at the same time, it, the burn is going to lose some points here with this. All right. Emmett, your, uh, your rare leaf. All right. This rare leaf is really, really good. Um, it's like the It's like the epitome of, of Aganorsa tobacco. It's like like what you think about when you think about what something from from that factory or, or their you know fields would taste like uh, it's it's like uh, coffee with cream and just maybe like a little bit of cinnamon it's just a, a perfect profile right now I, I have no complaints now Emmett uh, a similar question to the AJ Fernandez question that I asked earlier um, Aganorsa is one of those uh, farms and factories that does have a profile that you can oftentimes you know, pick out of a crowd. Like, okay, I, this has this graham crackery sweetness. I can tell this is Aganorsa leaf. Because of the fact that their tobacco is so good and so distinctive, is do you find that to be a disadvantage to, like, certain brands that are made out of Aganorsa? Well, yeah, they've got Aganorsa leaf tobacco. Do you ever say, like, oh, yeah, like, I could go in there and I could blend with that tobacco, which is so good, or... Or, or is there like with Illusioni, you just realize like, oh man, Dion, he's taken this tobacco to a whole new level. Like, d- do you think differently because you know the tobacco there is just so good? I don't think so. I, I think uh, I think it's actually a positive for me. Like, if I if I know that it's got Aganorsa tobacco, I kind of know what to expect. Um, so that's that's kind of a good thing for me. I I kind of feel the opposite of of this you know brand as I do AJ. It's like they kind of have their own. They're not all over the place. They kind of have a distinct wheelhouse that they stick to and i and i happen to like it i mean if you didn't like that that kind of flavor profile i suppose it would be a turn off but but i i like it a lot um and i there are very few cigars from from tabs that i don't like so yeah and i i would say like it is interesting how you get like kyle gellis you know with say the don ronaldo he was able to really yeah you can tell it's agonorsa tobacco but at the same time he brought like a sort of a musky flavor to that cigar And then Dion does stuff, and then obviously Nick Melillo does stuff, and then of course Aaron, you know Terrence Riley. So even though yes, you can pick it out of a bunch as Aganorsa, yeah. it's always good. Yeah, forget Rainier. There's enough. You know? Oh yeah, and Rainier. There's enough, Rainier, yeah. there's one of my favorites. Room to play around in their HVC also. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's enough room within that spectrum to keep it diverse. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a I'm a fanboy. I just I also feel like at the same time. I, I wish that uh, you know I could just waltz down there and just say you know just just throw some tobacco <laughs> just try it. just throw some tobacco into a cigar and it's going to be great. But I also really like the fact that they focus on their own brand and like they have that they have these cigars that are like hard to find that you want to seek out and AJ doesn't have that like really hard to find one that you want to seek out that you look for like the annual release of and this this totally nails it. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Hey Bob, I got a question for you, Bob. How do you feel about people? Who bring their dogs into every possible store? <laughs> uh, I hate it. I, hate it. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a uh, honest to goodness service dog, that's a whole different story. But 
if you just don't feel like leaving Fluffy at home, I'm sorry. I mean, Lowe's does not need any more dogs running around in there, and it's it's just and they're big dogs too, all over the place. It's and then there's crazy. people that put the service dog like jacket on their dogs <laughs> just so they can bring them wherever, yeah. even though they're not service dogs. I happen. I've, I've thought about doing that. I know before. someone that does that, and it really makes me. Mad. It, it almost feels like they're annoyed at me when I don't stop and mm. say, "Oh, your dog is so cute." Like <laughs> I, I, can, I, I really could give a crap yeah. about your dog. I don't want to see your dog. I don't want it sniffing around my leg. I don't want it. You know anything to do with yeah. your? I'm sure you love your dog. I'm sure. Oh, D. Pittman's chiming in. That yeah. you love your dog. No, okay. Gunner. Well, that's an actual Gunner's, service dog. Gunner's a legend. Gunner yeah. is an actual service yeah. dog. He's, I got, he's I, the best. Yeah. I got no I, this, I got no. This conversation is amplified right. because of where we live, Colorado. Everyone thinks that like it's just like we all we're all dog people. Like and you no. go and also Colorado is heavily brewery influenced. So like you go to these breweries and every single person has a dog. They're they're. Every, you go around. There's fifty thousand dogs laying around barking at each other. Like, just can we just go? Can I go to a brewery and just drink a beer without <laughs> expecting there to be a dog <laughs> hair floating into my beer? It's insane. Uh, Coop, how do you feel about people who bring dogs into the hardware store? I'm I'm with Bob 100 percent on this uh, <laughs> service dog. All right, but but leave Fido home. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and and you don't know who has allergies and things like yes. that. Yes, you know, and it's funny. Yeah, you know, so you know. Look, I get it if it's a service dog. Again, I think, you know, that, that there's no issue with that. But I don't know. I think there's a point where, you know, the dog the dog, the dog, dog can be left home alone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit like babies, right? Like, I get it. Everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks their baby is cute. And everybody yeah. thinks their grandbaby is cute. But if I don't know you like I know you, Emmett, and I, I mean, I love seeing the twins when they're babies. I, because I know you, you're my friend. So like, I, I want to see your babies. I don't care. I don't like most babies. You know, I don't. I don't need to like say anything about your baby at the at the grocery store line. But mine Sorry. actually are the cutest twins ever. So that that's different. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, right? But <laughs> I, me personally, like when I'm in when I'm in Home Depot and like there's somebody with a dog, like I literally like I, I try to like make an audible like oh god, you know, like that kind of thing. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let them know, like, you, you're actively trying to be a jerk. About I'm it. actively, I'm actively trying to be a jerk about it. Um, all right, funny. how about this one, um, Emmett? What do you think about people who give really strong opinions about movies that have never seen the movie? <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example of, of someone that's done that. I, that's super annoying. I, I don't know why why you would try and do that, but yeah, don't. Just don't. If you haven't seen it, you don't have an opinion. I don't, I don't care if you think you know the director or the, the actor or whatever. You just, can just get a vibe <laughs> from the director. Jordan, are you one of those guys? And yes, of oh, course wow. I'm one of those guys. Like That's why no. I asked this question. No, you can't judge a movie like from the trailer. Oh, get get out of here. I can't fully judge it, but here's an... He here's doesn't a, even judge it from the trailer. Here's, he just judges what, just, it from the title of the So you're literally judging a book by the cover. Yes. That's uh, horrible. Here's That's a the, decent example. the worst thing you could do. There's, a, there's a, more cigars out there than you can ever smoke in your whole life, right? So you can't smoke them all, right? How do you pick which ones you're going to smoke? How do I personally? Sure. I try and smoke everything new that comes out. Just, like I, just new? You just base it off what's new? Yeah, I mean, I'll try everything new, but if I'm going to smoke something that I haven't smoked before, I usually go with you know brands that I trust. Now, yeah, with cigars, you're not going to say, like, I hate that cigar. But with that movie, you can actually go and watch the trailer. You can go watch some clips. You can get a vibe from the director. 
the actors that are in the movie. <laughs> I can't watch every movie that's out there, just like I can't smoke every cigar that's out there. I can I can start to form okay, an opinion. Okay, so that that's fine that you that's, don't, you don't want to watch it. But that's how, true. How do you have an opinion about he, it? He, he, Jordan will actually have like in depth, that's like long opinions. <laughs> it's crazy talk about a movie. <laughs> crazy talk that he's never ever seen. Just get before. out of here with that. It's insane. All right, Coop. Uh, we'll skip that topic because that was that was that was. <laughs> You're just trying to pick on me. I was just trying to pick on Jordan. Um, all right, Coop. So, so here's the here's the here's the. But scene. I'm usually right. If I go back and see that movie, I actually am. Oh yeah. If you preformed if you preformed your opinion about anything, you're I gonna, am right. You're gonna agree with it. All right, Coop. Here's the scenario, and I want you to tell me what you do. All okay. right. So you're driving in your car. You're in a two lane road, right? You're in a two lane road. And you notice that the, the, the lane to your left is all backed up. It's all backed up. Right. There's tons of cars right. just waiting. They're just not even moving. You're still moving. And then you notice up ahead, like a mile ahead, there's a merge left. That's why all the cars to your left right. are in this line. What do you do? Do you try to merge as soon as you can right then? Or do you just zoom all the way to the end <laughs> and then... Go in at that stage right then. What do you? How does Coop handle that that situation in his vehicle? Oh, people! There's people in the cigar media who have actually seen this scenario. I go right to the point where uh, you have yes! to. Yes, you're that guy. I, I go right to the end. I mean, look, I go right, and if someone's blocking it, I go around them to the right. <laughs> oh my god! I, I have I have invented the term offensive driving, and, and that, yeah, no, you, because no, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed and to do. Then, then no. when you get to the Get to that point, you alternate. That uh, is, yes. a, that yes. damn it, you're. No, I can tell you're, already. No, you're no, no, objectively no. wrong, no, here, no, no, no. no, that is what you're supposed to do. There, there's no, I, there's I no, there's no arbitrary spot no, at where the you're point, supposed to at the merge. Point where you can visually tell no. what's coming. You, you should if, get over. No, you're, you're making worse traffic. Right. No. Yes, if everybody no, did that, more, you know, if no, no, everybody did that, the, the more, traffic would go back no, twice as far. The more room you have to kind of merge speeds and kind of get in there no. with the traffic, the better it is. No, if everybody on the right, Bob. Now, Bob, chime in. I'm gonna say this last thing, and I want you to chime in. Mm-mm. But if everybody on the right. Just went all the way to the end and started, you know, zippering in like a zipper. Then traffic would just move so much smoother. Like that's what you're supposed to do, Bob. Well, I gotta kind of disagree. Thank you. I I would drive three quarters of the way, and when I get close to the end, I look for a tractor trailer because they've always got that big gap in front of them. Oh, very and smart. I'll pull in front of the tractor trailer, but I'm not gonna wait all the way back a mile back in the line and just. And just keep on plodding along. You're Unless it's somewhere I don't want to go. If I really didn't want to go in the first place, I'm I'm way back in the back, <laughs> just taking my time. But that's okay so, because you're not blocking the lane. Like if you have that opening, you you, you right. take the opening. You can do, I, you I can, can do, do it. But, but there's people they'll stop in the lane and wait for someone to let them in. That's where I have like no. That's why I go as far up yes, as possible. Exactly, Coop. You're that's, extending the traffic. You're you're mm. helping the flow of traffic, right. Coop. Exactly. I I Emmett, I think Emmett, you're on no. this one. You're objective. It's wrong. just objectively wrong. I, I think it's <laughs> like that's how traffic is supposed <laughs> to work. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. The zipper effect that. is, you know, that's how you merge onto a highway. That's it's always a zipper effect. I'm not saying you should stop as soon as you can see it and merge, but you should try and work your way in as you approach what, but what the is, merge what, point. What, what is go, what is the benefit of that? Because you have more room to match speeds. So in theory, there's no every, speed. This is this is like stop traffic. Okay, okay. Maybe if if everybody's literally at a standstill, you would go to the end. But 
If if it's like a slow trickle, you should work your way in there as soon as you can. And now you're just waiting with all these people for no reason. No, it's more efficient. It's oh, it's no, for it's not. sure not more efficient. <laughs> I disagree. It's, it's for sure not more efficient. I mean, you're actually causing oh, a traffic a traffic incident. I, I'm gonna come after the show's over. I'm gonna call Colorado Highway Department. I'm gonna give them your see what they recommend. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna see, give them your license plate, say. and I'm gonna What's say, the official policy of pull this if guy you took over. all those cars in the right lane and put them into the left lane from the get go, you would have a line twice as long. Right. But why not extend? Why not half that line? But it's still filtering through that one exit point at the same speed. So right. the quicker everybody's together in a straight line. The more efficiently you can get through that one space, but instead there's, of there's instead of trying to work out that bottleneck at the very end. There's always cars coming from the right. No, no. there's always going to be a cars continuous stream. So you might as well just fill up that second you lane. Should, you should merge fill it as up. soon as possible. Bob, sh- mm-hmm. it, if I, it, in South Carolina, would I just would I smack him with a two by four, or <laughs> would I just, is that how it works? I'm not sure how that. You'd hit him with your truck. Yeah. <laughs> Just open the car door. All right, boys, we've got a minute and a half left on our second cigar in first impressions. So let's start to wind down. Now, you're not going to give your score yet, but um, Jordan, I'll start with you. How is the Perla Del Mar uh, wrapping up, getting close to the point where you're going to give the score? What do you think so far to this point? It's good. Um, it's burning a lot quicker than that. The Epic, that burned actually Pretty slow. Like I was impressed with the construction on that guy. Um, this one's this one's burning along pretty quick. Um, it's, you know, a, it's an exp- inexpensive cigar. It's inexpensive. It's a six to seven dollar cigar. Um, draws good. The smoke output is maybe a medium light. Uh, I could I could use a little more smoke output. Um, flavors. It's you know this is your typical Corojo type. You know there's a little bit of like pretzel kind of flavor. Uh, uh, toast. Toasted bread, black pepper, that kind of stuff going on. It's classic Corojo. Um, I'd buy it. Coop, how's your Project 40 Maduro? The flavors, like I said, are really good on it. Again, it's, it's still got that chocolatey flavor. It's kind of getting a little bit of that sea salt chocolate flavor I'm getting. The earth notes are definitely picking up. Kind of a consistent level of spice uh, that's not overpowering. The problem is the combustion on this cigar could be a lot better. Um, it, it's not where I would... Like I said, I didn't have any of these type of combustion issues with the original Project 40, so I have no reason to believe why I should have one here. A um, lot of smoke output on this cigar, too, is what I'll say. This is producing a, abundant layers of, of smoke here. So uh, solid medium, you know, So, but um, like I said, flavor-wise, it's not letting me down. All right. Now, the 25 minutes is up, so Bob... You can wrap up your cigar and give us a rating on the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi. It, um, the flavors are still there from the beginning. That toastiness, that creaminess, that that smooth, but it's added a, a a light black pepper, a little spiciness to it. It's just it's just got a little more intense, and it's added a little bit of of like a dark cocoa to it. It's really interesting. It's one of those cigars that'll keep you engaged. It starts off kind of slow and sleepy, and then it just it just builds as it goes back. Um, the burn has been really good. Not perfect, but it's it's been good. That ash is holding on real well. I, this would be a cigar that I would have in my rotation um, that I would smoke. Uh, I'm usually into something with a lot more leathers and a little darker, but this would be a good midday smoke that um, that I would enjoy. Um, and it's been good. I would I'd, I probably would put it at 91. 91. Oh, oh, 91 for on. the Kintsugi. Let me, uh, Let's go to the leaderboard, let me ladies get into and gentlemen. the leaderboard here. 
And uh, so earlier, uh, Bob uh, gave the Mildias a 86, but he's going with a 91 a big for spread. the Kintsugi. That is now tied with the Cubico from Coop for the highest score so far. So uh, interesting. Uh, let's go to. Um, oh, actually, I'll do. I'll do myself. Uh, the the Bauhaus. It's it's what you would expect from uh, the legal line. This is an after-dinner smoke. There's no doubt about it. This is, pair it with some bourbon. It can stand up to the bourbon without any problem at all. Absolutely full, full, full flavor without any question. Gives you some sweetness. There's definitely like a super, uh, not just dark chocolate, but um, that real, that you know, like, what is that, like 96% or whatever, cocoa, you know, mm, super dark yeah. chocolate sort of uh, note to this. Which makes it really good. I'm going to give this a 91. Woo! All right. So the uh, Baos comes in with a 91 for me. Uh, let's go to Coop. Uh, what do you think about your Project 40? How would you uh, rate the Project 40 Maduro? You know, it, it, it's it's a cigar I'd, I'd smoke again. I'd buy again. Uh, like I said, the, it, it is having a, it is having some burn issues and, and combustion issues. Uh, they're not horrendous, right? So you can get through it, but it's still it's still impacting the overall experience. Uh, I'm gonna give this an 88, uh, but you know it's got some potential. I mean, it's got some it's got some potential. I think it, it's worth, you know, I don't ever want to base a review on it on half a smoke either. So, of course, um, that's why I review multiple samples. So I'm gonna give it an 88. All right, I, I was in the Which same. Which is still a very good score. It's yeah. still a very good score. Sort of ballpark yeah. on that one. I, it was it was good. It wasn't. It was. But in comparison to the original Project 40, that's where it, w that it set itself back. Like, I was so impressed by the that's original the Project 40 that. That was a landmark cigar for Alec Bradley. I mean, right. it was just, yeah, I mean, that's a hard act to follow. But this is not a bad cigar. I mean, either. It's not, by, by no means is this a bad cigar. All right, Jordan, what would you give uh, uh, rating-wise for the Perlitter Mark? I already kind of described it. Um, this, but this is, an, uh, this is a cigar you can smoke any time of the day. Medium, medium plus body. I'm gonna give it an 87, and that's uh, pretty good for a uh, six dollar cigar. Exactly. I've had that cigar a couple yeah. times, and I enjoyed it every time. Um, so good job, J.C. Newman, on rebranding and reblending. Excellent. All right, Emmett, you're the final guy. The Agonorsa yeah. Rare Leaf. So, Talk I don't. About I it. don't throw the word love around a lot with cigars, but I love this cigar, and that's that's being right off the truck too. Like. This thing is solid. Um, you know, flavor-wise, it's it's kind of it's already changed a little bit. You know, working through the that first third, it's it's more of like a espresso uh, with sugar now. That kind of sweetness came through, and a little bit of maybe like allspice back on the on the back of your tongue. Uh, the burn is just absolutely perfect. I mean, look at that. It's a and substantive I, cigar. Yeah, my yeah. my only complaint maybe would be that it's a little drying on the palate. But I think you know letting it rest a couple weeks would probably take care of that. Um, uh, yeah, this is this is gonna be up there at the end of the year, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a ninety-two. Ninety-two. Hey All right, oh. so let's take a final look at the leaderboard. We've got the Agonorsa Rare Leaf up on top with a ninety-two. Uh, two cigars came in with a ninety-one. Coop giving the Syndicato Cubico a ninety-one, and the Bauhaus from me a ninety-one, and actually three cigars. Uh, Bob gave the Kintsugi a ninety-one also. After out after that, we have the Epic Ten from Jordan with an eighty-nine. Um, 288s, that's the Cybercrimes unit, and the Monty 1935, right? Oh, and the, and project, the project 40. 40 Maduro. 
And then finally, uh, the uh, we have the uh, Corojo from the Jordan just smoked the PDM Corojo at 87, and um, sort of surprising to me, the Mil Dios at 86. Yeah. From Bob, I, I, me personally, I like that cigar more than that. In fact, I think that's one of the better cigars that I've had recently. But hey, that's the beauty of cigars, you guys. It's completely subjective. There is no objective truths unless you have you know, burn issues or construction issues. Right. That's really the only objective What's you know, fitting your palate, baby? Hey, Bob, how many cigars do you like to smoke from a certain cigar before you, you know, judge it? Is it one one and done, or do you typically say, i got to have two or three of these? Uh, what's sort of your criteria for deciding whether you're going to keep a cigar in your rotation or not? If I keep my cigar in rotation, it's got to be something that, that I've smoked three or four times, and then I'll say, well, you know, this is something that I think I want to keep a hold of around. It's, it's box worthy. Um, but I smoke a lot of, you know, we get a lot of the cigars for review and I will smoke maybe one or two of those. And, um, unless it's something I really get a hold of, a lot of stuff comes across the desk. And, and so I get to, I get to try a whole bunch of different things. One of the reviews we do every Sunday is people send cigars from their personal humidors. And so I try all sorts of stuff that I never would have picked up in the in the humidor wherever i went to and um so it's really exposed my palate to a bunch of different flavors but i i lean on the leathers i like a lot of leathers i like a lot of the leaf really turned earth at the end so i've i've got one profile i really jump on for me personally but it's 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 your money it's your palate it's up to what you like it nobody can smoke it except for you right. when you're done you have a little bit of ash and you have a little bit of smoke and the memory behind it so Coop, how many uh, how many samples do you typically go through before you officially, you know, rate a cigar? It's usually three, and the the interesting thing is, um, the first time I smoke it, I kind of call that my first impression. I don't score the cigar. I don't take many notes on the cigar. I just really savor the experience. It's the second time through where I'm going to do more of the technical analysis on that, and the third one's the validated. If I Samples of it, you know. Sometimes that's sometimes I've had to do it with two, and then there's some cases where if it's, if it's a very limited release, it may be one. But I usually try to get the three. All right. Uh, what about you, Emmett? I I I feel comfortable judging a cigar pretty well after one. I'll buy a box of something if I if somebody hands me one and I really like it, I'll buy a box. Uh, but but to really get a feel for it, I'd say at least two. Um, you know, because there can always be a fluke and you get burned on a box that that you right. get a, yep. a box that you hate after you smoked one that you really like. That that definitely happens. But you know, I I smoke so many new things. It's it's rare for me that I'll smoke something repeatedly. So I, if I smoke two and I still like it, it's going to be in my permanent rotation. Or or how about this, Emmett? Like you smoke it and you you're not super jazzed about it. But then, like three of your friends are just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh man, this is this is amazing." And then you're like, "Oh, did I?" Yeah, did I'll I? definitely go back if if other people have different opinions. But but if everyone else is kind of you know lukewarm on it and I didn't care about it, I'm probably not going to ever smoke it again. So that's why this show is so important because first impressions really do. Uh, and I'm going to agree with you exactly on this, Emmett. My first impression on a cigar is it, it means a lot to me. Like if it doesn't just you know, if, if it doesn't just say to me, like, oh, man, I, I can't wait to smoke that cigar again. Sort of like I remember smoking the Aladino. And, Coop, Coop you hipped me to the Aladino back in the day. And I'll always uh, be indebted to you because you were just bragging on the Aladino, bragging on the Aladino. And 
I had it, and my first impression of the Aladino was just like, I love this freaking cigar. Yeah. And in since that time, Coop, I smoke at least an uh, one Aladino a week, and maybe more. Like to me, like that, like your your recommendation was valuable to me, but. It was also just that first impression. Had I had that first cigar of it and thought, eh, it's just okay, I probably wouldn't have gone back to it so often. So first impressions really do mean a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, it also should be noted that sometimes first impressions can be skewed because you just got the cigar. Maybe it hasn't had time to acclimate to your, you know, that kind of thing. So there are other, you know, environmental factors that can add to it. But... You know, first impressions do mean a lot, right, Coop? It's an important part of of, of grabbing your attention. Attention. It, it does now, and but sometimes I've had the opposite effect. Like, Year of the Ox was a good example. Uh, I did a first I, I first impression out of the gate. This cigar's fantastic. You're talking about the Davidoff. Uh, the Davidoff, yeah, the Davidoff Year of the Ox. When it scored, it didn't score quite as high. It just that sometimes happens too. Right. Uh, but certainly, you know, when it when you get a, a first impression, it's, it actually makes it, if you get a positive first impression, it makes the review a little easier because you know that you're going to smoke something that, that you liked. As opposed to if you have a bad first impression, it's, it's dreading going to that second and third sample is what you're going to have. Now, Jordan, you have the golden palette. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on first impressions? What do you, how valuable do you think they are? I, I I pretty much agree with Coop. You know the the first time I smoke a cigar, I'm just I'm just smoking it. I'm just like I'm not really I'm not taking notes or anything. I'm just letting it soak in. Um, I think you need three, usually about three cigars to really soak in what the thing is. Um, but you know, you you don't like a cigar and you let it rest for a couple months and and then you come back to it and. And if it's not going to impress you by that point, you're done with it. Coop, can you think of a time, Coop, when you had a cigar a couple times, a couple few times that you didn't like, and then maybe a year or two later, you had it again, and you were like, wow, I was just, I was just dead wrong on this cigar. Like, it's way, way better than I initially thought, you know, a year ago. Yeah, the one that really stands out is Epernay. When Epernay came out, I didn't get it. It was like, I don't get this cigar. Everyone's loving this cigar. It's just not hitting me. Um, but I went back to that cigar and was really surprised. I don't know if it's just going back to it after a year and taking a break from it or what evolved. But Epernay is the one that really stands out to me. Yeah, and what I was about, in the minority. I did not like that cigar when it came out. What about you, Bob? Have you had anyone had any cigars that uh, you know you get you, some time passed and then you had it again and you thought, "Wow, like I was I was wrong about this. This is like way better than I expected or than I remembered." It, it was the um, the Kentucky Fire Cure uh, when it first came out. I just it was overwhelming, and then we got to go to the Kentucky Barn Smoker and I got to see the process and I. I fell in love with the farm and the smell and this and that. And then when I smoked that cigar, it's almost like those memories just changed my palate to where I really just, I just almost reminisced over that cigar. And that's one of my favorite cigars, the KFC and the KFC Suite. So, well, um, now KFC is, I feel like most people would say Drew Estate changed that blend. Mm, like it was too strong in the beginning. Yeah, like, and then they, they had they way down. too much Kentucky Fire Cured when they released that I'd cigar. I probably agree with that. And they, they I, I think it aged it. I think it ages well, though the Kentucky Fire Cured, but you have to age it a while. 
Like, right. like those things. Like when I was first smoking them, it had this this very this campfire taste to it. But when when I put some aside over time, and, I, and they had to go through some like I'm talking eight to twelve months of aging, it developed that sweet bargain. So, uh, but but I never thought about what you just said on that. That that, that could be very because I remember those first KFCs were potently yeah. strong. Well, it seems and like it was just potent. It seems, yeah. if my memory serves me, they almost like pulled it off the market for a, a bit, right? Because it was it, the first, you know, the first run of it was just so overpowering. Too much. Like when they came out with that cigar, it 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 had so much of that woody smokiness to it. It almost tasted like bo. Like there was like, if you ever like <laughs> walk down like a Millworks aisle, like at a Lowe's or a Home Depot, like if you go down the Millworks aisle, you smell like it just smells like bo. And that's what that cigar tasted like. And they, they I, I'm pretty sure they toned that down. <laughs> and, it, yeah, it made it much better. Emmett, can you think of a cigar that you revisited and it was much better? Yeah, so the first time I smoked uh, the Opus 20th Anvers oh, Blue yes. Label. I, that is such a great example. I really example. did not like it. Great I was example. so stoked. I found, like, some to buy because it's hard to find. And I was so excited about it. And I was like, man, this I'd rather have a regular Opus any day. But then, like, four months later, I had it again. It was just amazing. You know what? That I that is a perfect example. I had one of those when I was watching when I was in Tampa watching this year, watching the Tampa Bay Bucks play Green mm. Bay in the in the championship game yep. and I had a Opus X 20th. It was one of the best cigars I ever smoked. And the first time I yep. smoked it I just thought it was okay. Yeah. But then when I had it just recently Literally, I did not want to put that thing down. I typically, if you guys know me, I don't like nub cigars, you know, super. That one I could not put down. It was absolutely fantastic. Anyways, this has been uh, the First Impression Show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys had some fun. Emmett, where can people find you if they're not familiar with Blind Man's Puff? Tell everybody about Blind Man's Puff and what you guys do. Yeah, so find us at blindmanspuff.com or on Facebook at blindmanspuff. Uh, we, we do all our cigar reviews blind by a panel of four or five guys, so so they don't know what they're smoking, uh, and they we kind of get a consensus on flavors and score, uh, and it's it's really cool. Nobody else is really doing that right now, and uh, we just uh, redesigned the website and updated our logo and got faster servers, so everything's faster and better, and and there's a dark mode on the website now, so that's kind of cool. And sexier. Don't forget It's that. definitely sexier. So, yeah, <laughs> check out check out the new version of the website if you haven't seen it, and uh, that's where you can find our reviews. No, it looks fantastic. Uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Coop, I know most people know about you, but go ahead and tell folks uh, about all the podcasts and reviews and news and everything about Cigar Coop in case somebody out here is not familiar with you. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's two there's two branches the first branch is cigar coop the website uh it's focused on industry news and uh reviews feature stories so that's kind of the mothership uh so to speak uh one thing about the news that that's a little different is a lot of our news is is uh directly sourced or validated so um try to go a little beyond the press release um but we we know we can't always get press releases from cigar companies right shots fired Um, oh yeah i can name a few <laughs> oh, but it, 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 I give up. <laughs> but I'm learning the music industry is just as bad. So uh, we're doing the music podcast. Um, and then we have the podcast. We have the primetime show. That's every Thursday. Uh, that's a that's our industry podcast. We have we usually feature a guest on there. We have the primetime special edition. Uh, that's on Tuesday nights with Bear, 
Um, that's our it's two Tuesdays a month. That's our news magazine show. And then two Mondays a month, we have Primetime Jukebox, which is the cigar industry meeting the music world is the best way to put it. So uh, that's that's that one's a less industry focused and more on, uh, you know, enjoying music with your cigars. Excellent. That's a lot of shows. That's yeah, a lot, that is of, a lot shows. of shows. All right, Bob, uh, Bob, the cigar guy, tell folks where they can uh, see your videos. You can find us on on um, on YouTube, the Bob the Cigar Guy channel, where we have a lot <clears throat> that cough. <clears throat> Excuse Bob. me. I know, right? I got all excited. <laughs> I heard about Coop and all his shows, and I'm trying to catch up with him. But um, we have a lot of reviews on there. But also, every Thursday night, my son, uh, we call him the editor-in-chief, or the chief for short, he has a two-hour uh, live YouTube show called Chief of the Leaf. It's every Thursdays at 8.15. Um, love to have you watch our shows. Now, is that is YouTube, right? You get, get all that on YouTube? or It's all on YouTube, yeah. All right, so, yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. And there's no more, uh, there's nobody in the industry is more exciting to watch than Bob the Cigar <laughs> right, Bob. Love the enthusiasm. The he, he will get you yeah. fired up right from the get-go. Me and, me and Bob um, spent uh, some time in Nicaragua together with him and his son, Stephen. We had a great time. That was a blast. Think about it every day. It was day. awesome. That was uh, only a few days after me and Coop got back from uh, Perdomo. Coop, when are we going to travel again together? Mm. Oh, we got to do that soon. I mean, I did. I did sign up for the Rocky Mountain Festival. Yes, yes. So if, uh, we don't see our PCA, uh, but I did. I did get that sign up for it. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm hoping. I think PCA is going to happen. What do you think so, about TPE, uh, Coop? Is that going to happen? I mean, they say it is. They just said this week it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I hope so. I, I got my I got my airplane tickets yesterday, so I hope it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going. Uh, and it has nothing to do with um, it has nothing to do with. T- I think TP's trying to make this very safe for everybody. Uh, it's just I don't think it's the right scenario for me to go at this point, um, personally. But I'm hoping maybe I'm vaccinated by by the time PCA comes. There we and, go. And then All I right. can go. Well, yeah. I can't wait to hang out with you again on the road. There's nothing more fun than spending time with Coop in a in a uh, in a Nicaraguan hotel. Racing a, racing golf carts with Coop was yeah. maybe the highlight of <laughs> yeah. my life. Yeah. Oh, I, that, that was great. That was just the best time ever. <laughs> oh man, that was well, that was too much. Oh, that was, that was, that was, yeah, and we gotta. Yeah, I wish we could all do that again because that so was fun. a great week we had. No, we, we had a great week. It, it's going to happen again. I can feel it. Hey, yep. guys, I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time on Friday night to join us on Smoke Night Live. And, and thank you as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're speechless. Awkward yeah. silence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, Wednesday night, Flavor Odyssey returns. Robbie and Randy, the pairing on Wednesday, if you want to play along, is the Aladino, Connecticut paired with a Sauvignon Blanc wine. Ooh, what do you think about that? Fancy. What? Fancy. What? Yeah. So that'll be an interesting show. Um, last week we had Abon, and he kind of rehashed uh, all of the Great Smoke stuff, which was super interesting if you saw that show. Uh, next Friday night, a week from tonight, we'll have uh, Ernesto Carrillo on the show. Oh! Not only, got, oh. not only did he get the number one cigar on the Cigar Dojo, but also on this little magazine called Cigar Aficionado. Mm, I've heard so of it. So he's had a big year, so it'll be interesting to see um, Ernesto talk through that and then the week after that Cigar Vixen is going to join us on Smoke Night Live so uh, make sure right. to tune in a couple weeks of fun that we'll have uh, coming up as far as tonight goes 
Uh, get on the Dojo Verse, check into your cigars, uh, do your now playing. Let's see what you guys are drinking, have some fun. We'll be on all night long. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see alone. you guys next week. I mean, is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.